the Blast from Our Past Network. Hot Rod! Hot Rod! Hello, Newman. This is so f***ing good! Nothing for you! These pretzels are making me thirsty! Not that there's anything wrong with that. Serenity now! He's a re-gifter! Well, let's start the insanity. Giddy up. Welcome to Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast. We are giving you every single episode of Cartwright as we go through them because we are two super duper fans. I'm Adam. And I'm Corey. And in this episode, we are watching and talking about The Deal, Season 2, Episode 9, which originally aired on May 2nd, 1991. Corey, my man, could you give us the synopsis? Yes, sir. The deal. While channel surfing, Jerry and Elaine stumble across a softcore porn film, which leads them to renew their physical relationship. They come up with a set of rules for having sex without complicating their friendship. By the way, I, I oh, did that's not very take, short. Yeah, I know. It's very short, but I also did not take away that they were watching a, a porn flick. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, well, it's the Naked Channel, so to me it was like Skinamax, so it's like softcore. Yeah, yeah, I, I took that more of like a, a Cinemax sort of scenario, but here yeah. I guess they were just like, you know what, it's easier to understand, it's the porn channel. <laughs> yeah, 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 but I mean, I mean like softcore porn is, soft, is pornography, it's just softcore, so I think it's the same. That's true, okay, good call, semantics, yeah. right, semantics. So, yeah, some people see all of it as just evil porn, not me, I see it all and I'm just like... Gimme, gimme. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful shades of porn. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, um, I'm going to hell and I know this. But there is no hell, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> this is the esoteric uh, <laughs> podcast. <laughs> All right, let's not talk about uh, our, our religious beliefs or whatever the hell we believe in. Let's talk about Seinfeld because that's something I know as a fact is something that really happened and is also really fucking good. So. <laughs> This episode starts off with a comedy bit about trying on clothes. Yes, yes. So Jerry makes the observation that women, they like to try on clothes by holding the dress up in front of them and then kind of like sticking one leg out and how guys don't do that because if guys had to hold a whole suit up in front of them, they'd be like, hey, buddy, hold these shoes up in front of me. And then as you're walking, uh, the friend would have to like do the shoes with you. He says it funnier than I'm actually explaining it, but it's not that mm-hmm. great of an, of an opening bit. <laughs> I agree. I'm with yeah. you on that one. It's it's a meh bit. but Yeah, uh, but it's, yeah. it's interesting because it does fall into – the old trope of the guys do this, girls do that, and rewatching mm-hmm. it, Seinfeld he he has quite a few of them, but I think not as many as other stand up comedians of his ilk sort of did. He he does do a lot of guys versus girls stuff, but it's mm-hmm. some people really you know build their stand up around those observations, and I feel like sometimes you don't even see him that way anymore. Um, you know the whole guy versus girl thing, but it's definitely a tried and true trope for stand up comedians. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, we're not all the same. Men and women are different. <laughs> men, men are from Mars, women are from Venus. Yeah, exactly. I have heard that. Uh, very, How very 90s of you, sir. I know. How appropriate. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, Elaine and Jerry are in his apartment. They're trying to find something to watch. Uh, we know that Jerry's birthday, or sorry, Elaine's birthday is coming up, uh, and she eventually stumbles, uh, and as they're watching, they eventually stumble upon uh, the naked people 
channel. Basically, uh, you know, Skinamax, uh, that kind of thing. Uh, and they start talking about the last time they've had sex. Not with each other, but the last time they've had sex in general. Um, and Jerry gives a fantastic line uh, that he says, uh, you know, I, I remember it being good or something like that. He says, someday I hope to do it again. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wrote that down in my notes. That was the line that I mm-hmm. loved. And it was, yes. it was, it was a playful scene, um, but it was interestingly a long scene too and and we'll get to that at the mm-hmm. conclusion of it but it was a pretty long scene uh but i liked it though yeah i agree it, it was it was okay uh but yeah they kind of drug that out um but yeah so they start thinking uh and they can kind of tell that there's some sexual tension uh obviously they're both thinking about sex they're looking at sex they've had sex together before because they had dated before that's established in the show um and so you know immediately i'm watching and i'm like even even if I hadn't seen this episode a million times, I would still be like, oh, these two are going to fuck. <laughs> they just kind of look at each other and you're like, yeah, they're going to bone. Yeah. And, and you know, and they, they, they circle around it for a little bit. Elaine's like, what mm-hmm. was that look for? And Jerry's like, what look? And it's kind of the whole coy back and forth type of thing because you don't want to say it, but you know it. Yeah. And Jerry goes, over, oh, you know, we've probably done it 25 times. And Elaine's like. 37 she knows exactly I mean, she, she she knows everything about her entire sex life uh she's got it memorized which is just kind of funny i like that 37 is a lot they did it a lot to be honest with you yeah that's pretty good did we know did what was the the actual length of how long they dated i think they said it in the first season but do you remember mm. if they did i i don't remember at all yeah, they, yeah, they, maybe they didn't. So, but yeah, I, I always got the sense that it was like maybe like six months or so, like a little bit longer than his average relationship, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, at least the later yeah. ones as well, you <laughs> yeah, know. Of course. But at the same time, I don't think they made it like a year, truthfully. Yeah. I, I think that point they would have been living together, right? Like probably. Yeah, very possible. So yeah, I agree. I, they probably were, you know, yeah, six months sounds about right. Three, to, I'd say three to six months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Okay. Well, you know, we can guess. Actually, let's let's mathematic this out. Uh, when you're in a new relationship, um, how often do you think you have sex? Uh, I would say two to three times a week, maybe more. I love how this is being analyzed by two people that are married and haven't, gone, yeah, exactly. haven't gone on a first, haven't gone on a first date in years. Let's not talk about how much we have sex as we're married men. Let's talk about how much sex you have when you're brand new. Yeah. I'd say you know at least two, three times a week. Maybe yes. let's go three. Three's probably pretty good. Or th- like three a weekend, if even, and then add in a couple more if they saw each other during the week. Yeah, and you can definitely do mul- you know multiple times a day and all that stuff. All right, what do we want to say? Do you want to say five? Well, it also depends on how hot and heavy they were, throwing it back to a later season. Uh, Yes. See, but to me, Elaine's a very sexual being. Yeah. And we see that with Putty down the line as well. Yeah. So I think – so let's say – you know, they, they hung out quite a bit. Uh, what, what do you say? You say I, I say I make it even five. Just make an even five a week. Even five. All right. So using my computer calculator, 37 divided by five equals only 7.4 weeks, uh, which means about two, you know, that's that's not even two months. Yeah. So let's say three months, right? Let's, you know what? That, that yeah, probably puts yeah, it in, the, in the, the ballpark of three months. You know, if you, if you yeah. take courting, courtship and everything in, into yeah, account. Yeah, of course. Yeah. That'll good, take some time. Yeah. So good, good call on your part. Yeah. So probably about three okay. or four months is probably how long they dated for. Okay, cool. All right. I'm glad we figured that out. <laughs> hey guys, we got there. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. So uh, with all this sexual tension going around, they kind of talk about, you know, Wanting to do a whole friends with benefits situation. 
Um, you know, but, uh, you know, they want to kind of take this and add that. And I love that discussion. Yeah, that word that wordplay. It's it's strong throughout the entire episode. It is. It is. Um, uh, but so they set up, you know, they strike a deal basically about how they should approach this new relationship. And they come up uh, together with a few different rules that they think will help keep this a, you know, potential friends with benefits situation that can last. And the rule, the different rules that they come up with, no calls the day after, uh, staying over is optional, and no kiss goodnight. Um, But what what I really do like about the scene is, you know, we know exactly what they're talking about the entire time. They never once say the word sex or boning or doing it or whatever. You know, there's just implication about what they're talking about and even what they're looking at. Uh, And so... It's really nice that they dance around that word sex or any other kind of synonym of it, but we all know 100% what they're talking about and what's going on. I, I just think it's it's well written. Yes, very well written, and you know it's, it's helpful that Jerry had a back bedroom to point to because as we know in the pilot, uh, in the first <laughs> season, he his bedroom was in the living room. I guess he, he was in a studio. So mm-hmm. it's nice that they made that change because then he could do the, but this is great when they point to each other, and mm-hmm. then how do we add that? And then you point to the back yeah. bedroom. And uh, But yeah, overall... Uh, yeah, I think it was it was a fun written scene. I was, like I said earlier, um, a little taken back about how long it was, and specifically mm-hmm. the fact that it was just these two characters. This it felt a little uh, odd uh, for the show, but not in a bad way. I was like, okay, that's just, it's just something a little bit different, but at the same time, noticeable. Yeah, I agree. All right, so uh, the next morning. Kramer comes in and he sees Elaine in Jerry's shirt. Uh, it's a very kind of quick scene, but you know he can tell what the hell just happened. So he saw that they they went to Bone Town. And you know what I can tell? I can tell that Elaine hmm. looks cute as hell in that button down <laughs> men's shirt. And <laughs> her hair, like you know, not up in in the wave thing. She, I was like, I was like, dude, Elaine, you are cute as hell. When she adjusts her hair to be like actually like fully down. Uh, and it's not like in that little poof at the at the front when that comes, you know, it comes later uh, where she kind of just has her hair fully down. I she I mean, she's already very attractive person, but I agree. Uh, there's just something about and we're both, you know, we were in relationships. But, you know, when our girls are not our girls, they're women. Sorry. <laughs> when <laughs> our women wear like our clothes and like nothing underneath or just their underwear underneath. Fuck, it's hot. I mean that that is just a standard hot. Like wearing yeah. the, the man's button down, you know, shirt or something, and then maybe the socks, you know, but then their their legs mm-hmm. are exposed. That look, it's just it's just hot. I love it. I, I always love yeah. that shit more than like lingerie or something. You know, I, I just mm-hmm. like a, a you know freaking ta- like a a wife beater, but on a girl. You know what I mean? Like when they wear that or something. Yeah. I just love that shit, man. That's my oh man my my hands down my favorite, which I I know I have told my wife this. Um, but, like, my absolute favorite, I don't love, like, the very, I mean, I enjoy lingerie. That's yeah. fine. But, like, it, it seems almost too fake to me. Uh, I, my favorite, I, I like I like Girl Next Doors. Like, you know, I, I grew up, you know, watching 90s teen uh, shows and two, early 2000s stuff, like the Dawson's Creeks or whatnot. Uh, that kind of shit. I mean, you can all go listen to my 90s crushes episode <laughs> on the Blast from <laughs> Fast to find out the kind of girls I like. But... My favorite attire that I find, like, just the sexiest is when a girl has just, you know, her bottom underwear 
uh, her panties. My wife hates the word panties, but I, I, I love it. Doesn't matter. Uh, when they're wearing just their panties and a cami, like a cami with no bra, and it's you know usually like a string, uh, string top cami or something. I'm just like, hello. <laughs> It what's what's doubly ironic is at the time of recording this, both of our wives are on separate little mini vacations. So me and <laughs> yeah, Adam are are both staring down the barrel of like three days to ourselves in our own yeah. you know respective states and everything. And so I think mm-hmm. our mind is like, oh man, what are what are we gonna be doing for the next three days? <laughs> We're, yeah, we we yeah. clearly uh, as men, we clearly have a one track mind. Yeah. <laughs> True. Yeah, we we miss you, ladies, already. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. The, and the triple irony is that your wife is going to comment on my post on Instagram about this episode when she listens yeah, to it. <laughs> she doesn't. Probably. She doesn't comment on his. She comments on mine. No, she does. Yes, <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> okay, uh, at Monks, uh, we see George and Jerry uh, at uh, you know actually at monks and they are in their booth which makes me so happy and i can't remember if this is the first time we're there but it 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 feels like we have a soul now solidified they have made their booth theirs like this is the one that we will keep coming back to for seasons to come i kind of feel like this was the first time they did it because i mm-hmm. took the same note i was like oh they're in their booth um and then the next episode they're going to be in it as well so i do feel like yeah. this is kind of like the beginning that being said this season on hulu versus this season on the box set or how they shot it is really scattered and different so and and we're going to talk yeah. about that uh, in our season two wrap-up show. After the end of the season, we're going to start something new where we're going to have a, a separate wrap-up show for the entire season. And we're going to talk about the difference between air, the way these, these episodes were, were aired and the way these episodes were produced. And because uh, it's very, and I, I bet you we might see some, some different trends, like maybe you know the, mm-hmm. the booth was supposed to show up sooner type of thing. But uh, mm-hmm. all that being said... Very much when I think of Seinfeld, obviously, we I always think of monks. That's really the first place I think of. And I think of that booth, man. Like, that booth itself mm-hmm. is as much a character as, as you know, the, the apartment is. And you you know when yeah. it's different. Like, I can tell when Jerry's apartment is different, you know. And it's it's interesting how these little little mini locations inside a location actually have personality of their own. Yeah. I wholeheartedly agree. Just It makes me very happy seeing them in their actual booth. All right, so um, so they're just kind of talking. Uh, George starts off with a fantastic line, almost a Jerry Seinfeld line. What's the deal with Aquaman? <laughs> What's the deal with Aquaman? Just, you know, oh, can you talk about I mean, just, again, just you've mentioned this before, just kind of talking about nerd culture. It makes us feel good because we are nerds, and, like, it, it really ties us into that. Uh, we've kind of talked at length about that, but, you know, I, I just these are the kind of conversations – that we, you know, we have as as adult man childs. <laughs> Yeah. You and me, we have these exact kind of conversations. Yeah, and I, I've been falling asleep to Cheers lately because we always have some show that mm. we kind of fall asleep to. And so I'm watching a little bit of Cheers these days, and I loved it growing up as a kid. But I view that as like the older style of sitcom. And then, you know, Seinfeld was this new this new upstart, and it kind of paved the way for, for the stuff that we see now, which is, you know, a lot of pop culture references and everything in it. Whereas I'm watching Cheers, and there's not a lot of like, pop culture stuff and the characters mm-hmm. to themselves are a little bit older but they're not like that much older that's why like like you said we've talked about it ad nausea before but that's why i think both of us gravitated towards seinfeld that's why a lot of people gravitated towards seinfeld mm-hmm. is because 
they were talking about shit that we understood, that we talk about. And there is a, they were assholes like we were. And it's great to see assholes on TV like us. Not perfect assholes, but you know what I mean? Like a little bit of an asshole. Everyone's got a little – everyone's got an asshole, first of all. And, you know, and everyone <laughs> likes, to have, likes to be a little bit of an asshole now and again. So, all right. Joe, <laughs> uh, so amidst their conversation, Jerry just kind of like eh, – and just kind of out of nowhere just tells – George that he slept with Elaine uh, and and George is obviously taken aback by it um, but Jerry doesn't want to give details and uh, which I kind of find I feel like that should have also been a rule a rule that would have been a good rule to add in there but Jerry just doesn't want to do it uh, but you know George uh, does you know he, he's 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 pushing for it and really to me this show George is just he is into his loser like right now, like he is the George that we know and love, which is the failure George big right. time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so, so he feels like he deserves to hear all the details because he's got nothing going for him. Oh dude. And he comes out with the best fucking line. This is one of my favorite George lines is when he's like, you know, I don't have a job. I have no place to go. You're not in the mood. Well, you get in the mood. <laughs> I mean, yeah. this whole scene that this whole scene is chock full of of George goodness, and yeah, loser George can be a bit of a dick, but I kind of like him the most. I hate George when he wins. When he wins, mm-hmm. he's a real piece of crap. We saw that in season one. Uh, but mm-hmm. uh, uh, when he's kind of like down and out, I like George when he's a bit down and out. And he, he's a little bit of a gossip queen. He wants to know his gossip because yeah. <laughs> he's got yes. he's got no job and no place to go. So of course he wants to. Yeah, I don't blame him one bit. Uh, so Jerry starts telling him about it and he kind of goes over these different rules, uh, which, you know, George is extremely skeptical about them. Uh, and then he hears the first rule, uh, which is no calls the next day and which this one kind of blows George away. He's like, Oh shit, that's a damn good one. But then he hears the second rule and he realizes this one is flawed because guess what? George knows less about women than anyone in the world, but he knows that when you do that, they want you to spend the night. Yes, and I have to note that while my wife was packing this morning for her trip, uh, even though we left two hours late, she I was <laughs> I was watching this, and she you know so she she heard it. She was like, okay, you know, obviously it sort of piqued her interest. She kind of came over, and her response was to what George, what you just said that George said. Her, I wrote it down. Her response was. The bald guy's right. <laughs> and then she just turns around <laughs> and walks away. And that was it. Yeah. And I was like, that's awesome. A, you don't even know his name. And B, this is the a very few times where the bald guy is right. Normally yeah. he's wrong. <laughs> but she just True. literally just like watched two seconds, just dropped the mic and walked away. <laughs> I was like, all right, cool. So. And we're about to find out uh, a scene exactly telling us, reaffirming that George is correct. Right, but can we address the fact that George talks about how, man, if I had the quote-unquote naked channel, I would never leave the house. Like, I would be just basically, <laughs> the, the the paramedics would find me, like, in my, you uh-huh. know, in my apartment, just basically dead. And I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, man, like, that's crazy. Like, we all have just porn in our pockets now on our phone, you know? It's, it's crazy <laughs> yes. the idea that, like, if you don't actively go out and, like, buy a magazine or or rent a VHS like you just are pretty much just have your mind you know what I mean to have porn whereas Mm -hmm. now you can just go watch anything at literally the drop of a hat that you want to see 
So it's yeah. George. George probably would not have survived like his twenty twenties <laughs> and thirties in this era. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> All right, so we cut to Elaine's apartment, and I believe this is the first time that we've actually seen inside her apartment as oh, well. Uh, I know it's I, – I feel like we have seen inside her apartment before now, but it's the first time we saw a roommate, though. Yes. I don't think we saw her inside of her apartment before okay. this either. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to challenge you on that one. But, yes, definitely the first time we see her roommate, um, and we've, we've heard about her roommate who – just kind of like a, I don't know, she's like a theater person. This is She's played by Siobhan Fallon, who is a definitely good character actress. She's been in Forrest Gump. She was the bus driver in that. She's been in uh, Men in Black. She's awesome. Yeah, she's been in a ton of stuff. I She's actually, you know, it's, as a character actor, I always enjoy her. And so when I mm-hmm. saw her in this, I was like, oh, yeah, her. But, you know, we don't know your name, but you, you're awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we are post-coitus uh, with Jerry and Elaine. And Jerry wants to head out. Uh, and obviously Elaine is upset about it. He's like, well, you know, it's the option to, to leave. We don't have to stay over. And she's like, yeah, it's my house. It's my option, which obviously just ties right into what George and uh, your wife know as a fact that you know women mostly want want the guy to stay over mm-hmm. and, and his rationale is that he's having major surgery tomorrow she's like it's a root canal <laughs> it's not major <laughs> yeah. surgery but yeah it's jerry should have seen that coming and then of course he dropped the ball a second time when he tried to go in for a kiss with her and that just yes. you know he was just that that was the worst thing he could possibly do and the look on her face as she reeled back in horror was was pretty good mm-hmm. yeah i agree uh, so Jerry leaves and things are a bit shaky. Um, one thing I do like and I don't want to miss is uh, J- Jerry at the beginning of the scene. He was eating a piece of cake that was the roommates and and Elaine's like, oh, everybody, you know, she she tracks everything. You shouldn't eat it. And he's like, well, too bad. I want it. You got to have that post coitus cake. I mean, I I have a piece of cake every time after coitus, and that's why I'm so fucking fat. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't. I didn't mean to say yeah to that, but but yeah, I'm to just the, kidding. <laughs> but yeah to the cake. <laughs> but yeah, the cake. Anyway, uh, we end the scene with um, the roommates, you know, yelling, "Who ate my cake?" I I just like it because it ties in very well with the beginning of the scene. Oh, nice! I actually didn't even notice it, so that that's kind of cool. I like little hidden jokes that even if you if yeah. you do if you do hear them, they're great. If not, they don't take away if you miss them. Mm-hmm. So uh, we come back. From the commercial, uh, you know, at a gift shop, and Jerry's trying to figure out what to get Elaine for her birthday, uh, and you know, he he realizes he has to get her a good gift because he's kind of in this pseudo boyfriend role, um, and he even you know tells George, you know, you're not allowed to get her a gift, you know, it has to be half, or you can get her to get her a gift, but it has to be half as good as my gift, which I love, and we will come back to that later, and. You know, he kind of mentions this bench. He's like, I remember her talking about a bench, but he can't remember. So he, he's not sure, uh, you know, he can't figure out what to get her. Uh, and then, you know, after that kind of little scene, they, you know, decent. They uh, we have a sh- very short stand up bit. Uh, actually, before we get into the mm. stand up, um, the other gentleman that was working behind the counter, I forgot mm-hmm. his name. And next time I will write the name down. But I, I was looking online. Apparently, that actor, you see him a lot in Seinfeld. He was he's Michael Richards uh, stand in for when they're doing lighting oh. and stuff because he's okay. the same height as Michael Richards. And 
he he apparently I mean, he's in like a ton all throughout the series because he was always on set. So he almost becomes a regular background character. But I'll try mm-hmm. to point him out uh, when I see him, and when next time notice, I, yeah. I'll grab his name. I, I totally forgot to to do that, but yeah. that was uh, oh, I found cool. that out on on one of those uh, Seinfeld uh, groups and everything. You know, like one nice. of those. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I was like, oh, cool, neat. Um, but yeah, his uh, we go into a stand up, which was I felt like this stand up was kind of like late in the game. Uh, felt more it was like mm-hmm. not right at the the middle. Um, but it was it was a short one. It was basically. Uh, Hallmark, you know, they're talking about, hey, they got a you know card for everything, but you know now there's so many different kind of relationships, and I guess you know he's implying like problems and stuff that now they just have blank cards, and you know his the joke is, you know, uh, what did he say? Um, we give up. You, you think of something, and that uh, was yeah. basically how it ends. <laughs> and you know what? I, I, it works. You know, like you actually go yeah. into a Hallmark and you see one of those blank cards. That, that's it is the first thing I think of. It's like, oh, you, you gave up. It's, <laughs> I got to do it. I got to do the work. This is why I'm buying it. It, man yeah. it, it was one of the better ones and it was it was short sweet to the point didn't overstay its welcome and then boom it was out mm-hmm. yeah yeah it was definitely quick uh so at jerry's apartment uh elaine's going to open up her birthday gift from him uh it's it's absolutely fantastic this this kind of uh whole back and forth he apparently got her 182 dollars cash <laughs> why such which... an odd number <laughs> I don't know. That's ridiculous as to why it is uh, just a random number. You know why it's not a hundred dollars even, or one hundred and fifty, or two hundred, or whatever. Yeah. Um, but it's funny. Uh, we get you know a good a good uh, line from her. Like, "What are you, my uncle?" This is going to come back in a minute. Um, and the card that he gets is awful because you know he calls her pal, and she's like, "Fuck you! Am I your pal?" Like this, this is all crap. And he's like, "Why is everybody so down on pal?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's very Jerry. Uh, Jerry's response, you know, is, is funny. Uh, but Kramer comes in. He gets Elaine a gift as well. He got her the bench. The bench that she wanted. Oh, my God. She's so excited. And he gets her this card. And it's this gorgeous poem. And I love, I do really love the way he turns to, to Jerry. And he's like, Yates. And yeah. he just yeah. like, <laughs> That killed me, man. <laughs> His yeah. delivery was fucking amazing. And my takeaway was like, you know, Kramer can be, you know, obviously it can be a lot to take as a friend and everything, but he can be a, he can be a very thoughtful friend. And I think that probably sh- goes to show why Kramer actually has a lot of friends. Uh, you know, he mm-hmm. always has people coming and going. He's the kind of guy that, you know, you, you meet and everything. And he's such a burden on on Jerry when you think about it. But there has to be some redeeming quality to him. And truthfully, I, I think this is it. I think he's probably very thoughtful when the time mm-hmm. is right to be thoughtful. But then the rest of the time, yeah. he's just doing his thing, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, we see we see it again much later on at the, the Soup Nazi episode where he gets elaine an armoire you know like he thinks of his friends yeah he and he yes he thinks of his friends and he will do shit for his friends unlike Mm -hmm. (laughs) jerry and george who are very very (laughs) selfish extremely selfish but we just we kind of really just get kramer's craziness but the the nice things that he do that he does do are are very big i think they outweigh a lot Mm -hmm. of his craziness yeah i think that's a valid uh psychoanalysis of uh (laughs) being friends with Kramer. <laughs> All right. So uh, Jerry and Elaine are discussing this whole deal um, and the issues that it's caused. And honestly, Elaine doesn't think that they can do it. You know, she doesn't think they can have this and that or even maybe even this or that. And, you know, she wants this, that and the other. She wants it all. 
But I, I love, I mean, just kind of going back to their use of those words. You know, you don't have to tell us what they're talking about. We know exactly what they're talking about. And I, and I think that the, the, the way they use that in this, the writing is solid. Well, correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I believe it, at the beginning it was just like this and that, right? And then, then mm-hmm. you know, into this, so it's like we're like 15 minutes in, you know, with probably about mm-hmm. seven minutes left. Um, then they start saying this, that, and the other. And it's such yeah. a natural progression because that's the phrase we know, this, that, and the other. But we mm-hmm. still understood when they were just saying this and that but the fact that the conversation actually grew during the course of this episode towards the end where they added the other and you're just like oh shit like i mean it's brilliant this this is fantastic Mm -hmm. writing uh from top to bottom throughout the entire episode i agree uh so we then cut to george and jerry they're back at monks uh and you know jerry's just confused you know what what is it about sex that disrupts everything can I ask you yep. a question going back to the previous episode? We won't have to do any weird cutting, but, like, did, was she referring to she wanted this, that, and the other with Jerry or just that she wants this, that, and the other? Like, you know, having sex and the mm. friendship is, is sort of meaningless without the other. Or did she want it with Jerry? Like, was that – I didn't quite what, – what was your take on that? I mean, my take was that she wanted it with Jerry. Like, okay. that's that's kind of how I saw it is, is okay, you know, she – they were trying this and that, and it wasn't really working because she wants this, that, and the other. And the other is the thing that Jerry doesn't want, which he even you know admits to in that scene. Yeah. So, okay. I, I, I think I'm on the same page with you. I guess I, I never picture Elaine having that much feelings for Jerry, but I, mm-hmm. I know what you mean. Like, it's like we're still doing what we did before, and what didn't work before was we didn't have the mm-hmm. other, and I want the other. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I—, I yeah, it just was trying to like figure it out. Like, is she secretly wanting to be back with Jerry, or is it just like in general she wants a relationship that has you know all yeah, I everything? Mean, probably, probably. I think a bit of both. I think in general she wants it. Obviously, she wants it. Um, but you know, and she, if it it's was going... with Jerry, it would be it would, that would be even yeah. just better. Like, it's like okay, cool. Yeah. Like that would be awesome if it was with Jerry. Absolutely, absolutely. Because she knows she has this with Jerry. She knows it. They have this, and this is fantastic. And they have that. <laughs> yeah. And they've been doing that, but that's been muddling stuff up. And so to to work with that, they have to get the other. Right. And Jerry doesn't want the other, but Elaine does. Yeah. Okay. Cool, man. I mean, this is this is this is the fun. This is what makes this episode much more interesting than than on its surface. Uh, I really, yeah, I enjoyed this episode. And and while I was watching it, it was it was much more of a character study. I kept thinking more and more about the characters. Mm. But we'll get into that at the end. <laughs> I'm, I'm, yeah, just, I'm, just, I'm excited. Will. I'm excited to like. I'm really excited about this episode. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. So, uh, you know, back at Monk's, um, you know, George is kind of worried that they are going to have he's going to have to break up, you know, uh, by association. Uh, and he'll you know, he's Jerry, you know, he'll be he's Jerry's friend who's closer with him. So he can't hang out with Elaine. And she's also apparently pissed at him because George got her ninety one dollars for her birthday, which is a funny callback to Jerry saying you have to get her half as good of a gift as me because he got her one hundred and eighty two, which is Twice as much as ninety one dollars, so it's a it's it is a well written and, and funny uh, little thing, dude. You just blew my mind because I didn't even think about the half, and mm-hmm. <laughs> it's exactly half, and it's not half as in he just gave her a hundred and like you know Jerry maybe got a sandwich you know and gave her a hundred eighty. No, he gave her exactly half of the shitty you know non non full amount that Jerry gave her. That dude. Genius, just genius, man. <laughs> it is. It is good writing. That's that's for sure. And I and I kind of like how because they use such 
odd numbers that it's it makes it more subtle that people wouldn't realize that you know they wouldn't think about the oh ninety one is half of one hundred and eighty two as easily as if it was two hundred and a hundred. Case in point, me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but now, but uh, you know, it, it, he does talk about like you know what happens if we bump into a lane in like five years, mm-hmm. and the, the first thing I think of because he says uh, she's going to be married, you know, living in Vermont or something, and I'm like, knowing uh-huh. where the show's show's going to go, no, Elaine will not be married in five years. <laughs> no. She'll be just as much of a mess as she is now <laughs> yes that is quite funny uh yeah they kind of go on a bit of a rant you know just talking about different random stuff uh kind of talking about prison time and shit like that uh just kind of just just random stuff about them them just kind of i don't know george and jerry just being friends and just <laughs> going off honestly on a little rant together which is kind of fun to, to be a part of uh we then cut to jerry's apartment and kramer is looking for the paper uh elaine is there and they talk to him about doing this, that, and the other. You know, she's there again with, uh, I think, wearing Jerry's shirt. And this is uh, 100% implying that they are going to be a couple. You know, So this is pretty much you know, how the uh, episode is, is closing before our final stand-up bit. But it's like, okay, so apparently they figured out something and now they're going to try to be a couple. Which pisses me off. I mean... Uh, we're like, you know, what the fuck is going on? Because in the very next episode, we know that they are not a couple anymore. So it's like, what the fuck? What the hell is this? What's going on? Yeah, I, I agree. And that was like my last note right before the stand-up was, so they're a couple now? Question mark? Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll get into all those thoughts after I, I, I do the, the stand-up bit. Yeah, here. yeah. finish but, up the stand-up bit. Yeah, and then, we'll, yeah, let's, let's dive in because I, I do find this episode to be interesting, odd, and, mm-hmm. and amazing all at the same time. Um, mm. So he basically goes into actually a stand-up bit that I really enjoyed um, where he's talking about how you know men don't like commitment. It, again, it's the men, women – women want commitment men don't uh uh-huh. he equates it to you know you're driving down the freeway and you see an exit and you know that your wife's like that's that's our exit you know it's got it's got gas it's got food it's got you know hotel whatever it's got everything we need to be happy and then he's like but men you know we see the next you know like see that the next exit's 25 miles down the road and we think can i make it you know <laughs> can i get mm-hmm. there it's funny you, it's funny you said you you enjoyed that stand-up bit my note was end with a stand-up bit that i don't give a shit about out. <laughs> That's exactly what I wrote. I didn't I, care for it. I don't know. I just I just thought it was it was a little a little bit deeper than his like normal stuff. I just I was like, oh, that's kind of deep, man. Like that's that's you know, this exit has everything we need, but the guy's always trying to trying to push it to the next one, you know, like trying to almost mm-hmm. be like Kramer in in a later season where he's pushing that the gas, you know, see how far he can drive the the test car, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, like I don't know, man, it is that is something about guys. We just like to keep the excitement going, basically. But the smart thing is to get off the exit and, and go to your exit and be happy and have everything you need to be happy. Okay, all right, so uh, let's kind of go over our kind of general discussion of the episode, our final thoughts. Uh, One thing I do want to bring up uh, with the whole them ending as a couple. So, you know, looking into it, and we'll talk more about this or maybe again about this um, in our kind of season wrap-up, but I want to bring it up now because it is confusing how they end with them possibly being a couple, but this isn't the end of the season. This is, you know, we see multiple episodes and they're not together. So what the fuck's going on? Apparently, this episode, when they were writing it and shooting it, this meant to be 
the end of season two. Oh, this was the finale. Yes, this was originally going to be the season finale. Uh, and so, you know, they were going to kind of bring them back together. Uh, and that was kind of be a thing, which honestly, from what I've also read, Larry David and Jerry Seinfeld did not like at all. There was studio pressure for them to try and get Jerry and Elaine together. They kind of wanted to make them like... Who is it? The Ted Danson and uh, whoever from Cheers. Yeah, they want to be Sam and Diane. And, yeah, you know, exactly. See, like watching Cheers now, I can see that. Like, it's so different that Seinfeld had this Elaine character. And if you look back during the course of the whole series, she's just their friend. And there's no mm-hmm. more sexual tension. After this episode's sort of out of the way, it's kind of done. And that's yeah. so weird uh, on sitcoms up until this point. There had to be like this love interest. You even saw it with, like, Who's the Boss with t- uh, Tony Danza and uh, the, the mom, you know, the lady on there as well. Um, it's just like everyone had to build towards it. But what made Seinfeld different and made it unique and, and, and work, I think, more towards the average person was that it was like, no, we can just be friends. Like, that's mm-hmm. it. We're just friends. There's no more to it. Yeah. And, and you can still have – a meaningful relationship a guy and a girl can still have a meaningful friendship together without having to be at at all sex and honestly they're so much more interesting as a friend couple than they are as a as a sexual couple yeah i wholeheartedly agree i mean you kind of compare it to something that was around similar time something like friends and you know those people like that group of friends they were all fucking each other you know in the show like crazy and it was just like that's not really how life is like you know i've had friends groups and we're not all banging each other and like okay we're not in a couple together i'll start banging this other one and it's just like no like you can just hang out and just be friends and i feel like seinfeld really nailed it on the head and that's like like with the friends that's i feel like that's an old sitcom trope that that people Mm -hmm. that writers and stuff kind of fall into and you got to kind of make the characters uh you know always have some kind of conflict going on together but even um like parks and rec when did you do you watch parks and rec at all were you a big fan of that fuck yes of course yeah yeah so like when leslie and ben were kind of like doing their courting thing like it was nice Mm because it was only like you know one season but then they got together and then for the rest of the series they they were perfect together like i didn't want to see Mm -hmm. them on again off again like some characters some characters just work you know together some characters work with some tension and some characters just work as friends i i don't think that like elaine and jerry being a couple that would have tanked the show season three would have been the last season of the show truthfully yeah yeah it would have been bad uh even even with parks and rec though i mean they tried something with leslie and mark kind of doing this on again off and thing and then they cut it after the end of season two and you know he he didn't return to the show uh and then they then they introduced ben and went with the ben angle and you're right and you know i just wanted to see them be an adorable couple together and they were and it was fantastic right it, they turned out to be what we all wanted to see them be and i'm mm-hmm. glad that they didn't do this bs crap on again off again thing and even um brooklyn 99 uh it's the same creators as parks and rec they have um uh, santiago and it's um you know the two leads like they get together at some mm-hmm. point, like in season three. But now at this point on, honestly, they work so much better as a couple. They're they're more fun. They're more relatable. I'm just, I guess maybe I'm older. I just don't want to see the on again, off again. Will they? Won't they? Type of thing. You're just uh, like, you know, just move on. But okay, interesting. Because uh, my wife and I are watching that show right now. You should have said spoiler alert because we haven't gotten <laughs> to the point where they where they started dating. You jerk. <laughs> Sorry about that. (laughs) Right now we're in a whole he likes her and she doesn't want to be with him, but they still kind of get along. And so it's like, oh, my God, will they, won't they? And then now you just fucking squash that because I guess they do. (laughs) 
<laughs> Boy. <laughs> hey man, I have never seen Breaking Bad, so you can uh you can you can please feel free to you, you have one in the bank, you can ruin something for me on there. Just don't let it be the end, please. <laughs> I was just about to say it. Uh, he dies in the end. Fucking deal with it. <laughs> awesome. Spoiler now I never, alert. Now I never have to watch Breaking Bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. But um, fi- like, like going back into some different thoughts about the episode, uh, one thing I kind of noted, and when I was watching it, it's a small episode it not a lot Mm. happens not a lot of different storylines going on it's very condensed distilled down to this one thing uh it makes it kind of not feel like a normal seinfeld episode it doesn't feel as zany and now knowing that it was essentially supposed to be a finale it kind of has more of a, a more weight to it but Mm-hmm. Go like discussing it and analyzing it and like actually paying attention and thinking about it. I'm like, I really enjoyed this episode. It was it was chock full of fun little character studies and and you know even just great quotes with George saying you know you're not in the mood. Well, you get in the mood. I mean, it, it's it, there's a lot of gold in here and it's it's yeah. It almost makes me want smaller episodes in the future and the show kind of gets bigger and bigger as it goes along uh with you know more and more sort of side characters coming in and it things getting a little bit more zany sometimes here and there the show it will never be like this again truthfully like this small and everything but it really worked as a small character show for for when they did it and uh and that's just a testimony to the writers and the just everyone involved this was just seinfeld on all cylinders but this is not a Seinfeld episode that I would say, if you want to know what Seinfeld is, go watch this. This is not like a, a, an example of what I think Seinfeld sort of is. This is it's an out it's an outlier episode, but a very good one. Uh, I mean, I, I definitely agree that this is an outlier episode. Uh, it just does it doesn't feel as much Seinfeld as a lot of the other stuff that we've already even watched already, uh, and I know that are going to be coming down the the pipe. Um, for me, you know, dissecting it with you. I almost always enjoy, you know, dissecting. I, I enjoy the episode more when I dissect it with you because then I can break down uh, some of the, you know, some of the writing that really is fantastic and stuff like that. But, you know, when I really watched this episode just recently, I only thought it was okay. It was it was a little bit too different of an episode for me, and I really don't give a fuck about Jerry and Elaine as a couple and this whole thing, this storyline I just don't care about. Um, and then getting together at the end, honestly just pissed me off. It did. It wouldn't have pissed me off as much if they would have resolved it, but they just kind of like, you know, wiped the slate clean and, and said, all right, fuck it. We're just not even going to talk discuss it, which angers me more because <laughs> then it just pisses me off um, that the writers didn't do their job. Uh, so, you know, but, you know, we go over this stuff. I love that, you know, the whole dollar amount thing between George and Elaine or Jerry of what they got Elaine. That's fantastic writing. Other stuff, you know, is good. And it's Seinfeld. It's fucking Seinfeld. I'm going to enjoy it no matter what. But to me, as you put it, this is not a sign. This is not represent Seinfeld. And for me, and and that's why I consider this one a lower tier episode. So I would not really want to go back and rewatch this episode just to rewatch this one. Like I would go watch, Oh man, I, you know, I haven't seen soup Nazi in a long fucking time. I really want to watch that one or, or I haven't seen bubble boy or some, whatever the hell I want to watch. Um, but this one is not one of those episodes. It's one that you just kind of like have that you watch just to go through it. And you're like, okay, that was kind of different, but it is still enjoyable. It's Seinfeld for me, lower tier. 
that's it's two this and that's out of five. That's that. <laughs> What's the deal with this, that, and the other? <laughs> yeah. So yeah. All right. Well, I I think you're totally valid on all of that, it's especially the part where uh, you said that, like, you know, analyzing it, that always makes it more enjoyable to me. Yes. Uh, to actually well, we also, it's also it. you you bring a lot of energy as well talking about it. So it's just like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying this because I enjoy <laughs> podcasting with you. That's probably makes me feel better about the episode. <laughs> well, I appreciate it, buddy. I, I'm, I'm glad uh, I'm glad I brought your your enjoyment level of this one up a little bit. But I, I would like to reiterate, this is definitely not an episode I would say, hey, go check out. I think for a diehard person, yeah, that's fine. But, you know, if you're new to Seinfeld, this is not a, an example, especially more so the fact that it's it's out of order on on mm-hmm. uh hulu and it's even let me just let me just double check oh no 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 okay you're right so yeah, yeah on on uh the box set it is the finale the deal is the mm-hmm. episode 13 okay yeah i'm i'm looking forward to talking about that uh the differences between what's in the box set and then what's on hulu uh when we get to the the season wrap up because this is this is something I never really noticed until you and I started mm-hmm. digging into it. So I'm curious. I'm curious myself what what happened and everything. Yeah, honestly, we didn't even notice it until we looked at like the the Wikipedia list of when they came out, and you were comparing it to your box set, and I was like, these aren't in the same order. What's going on? Then we looked into it, and it's like, oh shit, these were released differently. But the box set has them put into the either the writing assumed order or the shooting order or whatever. So. It's kind of fun. Yeah, it's all. Yeah, it's interesting. It's it's nice that there's always something to, new to discover in a show mm-hmm. that you've seen a gazillion times. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> all right, Corey, my man. Where can we find you out on this crazy world of the internet? Yes, sir. Um, well, first off, uh, Instagram. That's my where I'm most active. You can find me on Corey Nation. Uh, but I do have a new podcast out. It's officially out and up on the 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 airwaves and it's a part of the blast from our past network where where cartwright is on and it's called podcasting after dark and me and my buddy zach we kind of break down uh old like horror action sci-fi movies from the 70s 80s and 90s uh stuff like you know heavy metal stuff like terror vision class of 1984 um and it's honestly i'm hoping that it's kind of a nice little you know companion piece to the blast from our past uh podcast where you guys you know talk about the stuff that you love which was you know different than the sort of the stuff that i watched growing up and uh hopefully as far as the network goes we kind of hit all all genres you know and then uh and now we have tv with cartwright so uh yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) so you can find me there and then uh you can find me on a couple episodes of uh, Blast from Our Past here and there. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I want to let everybody know that you know, I was not a horror uh, kind of kid. I didn't love that kind of stuff growing up. Corey definitely was. But uh, I've been given some of the episodes that they were going to put out before they've gone out. And I don't, even though I don't know shit about these movies and I've never seen them, never even heard of them that they're talking about. They're funny fucking episodes. They're good episodes. So just because Corey is a damn good podcaster, I would highly recommend going and checking out Podcasting After Dark. Uh, it is good stuff. Thanks, man. I, I like look. I'm 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 not trying to bullshit you, but when I sent you that one episode and you're like, oh man, I actually want to go see the movie now. I'm like, that that actually made me feel good. So I, I do appreciate that, and and from like the bottom of my heart, really, I do. And uh, it's fun, man. And and I appreciate you giving me these uh these opportunities to to do fun shit, man. And I I like what we're doing, and I like where the network is going, and we hope you guys do too. <laughs> All right. 
I love you, man. <laughs> I love you too, buddy. <laughs> love you. Love you so much. So wh- where can we find you, my oh, friend? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, you mentioned you mentioned Blast from Our Past. That's that's my main thing. Besides uh, other than Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast, you can also find me spending a lot of time talking nostalgia with my brother. We do much more mainstream pop culture nostalgia where we do everything movie tv show reviews top 10 episodes and album reviews please feel free to follow us on facebook and instagram and and while we're doing these truthful honest plugs uh, i'm loving your all's album reviews especially since i am not a music person so i'm actually like learning stuff that john is saying uh john teaches music so I- i've never gone to music classes i've never taken any kind of musical uh, instruction and so like john john's actually becoming like my my first music <laughs> instructor instructor but uh i'm real dude i'm really digging those uh those musical episodes especially the weird al yankovic one was really good i <laughs> really like that one <laughs> so you guys definitely yeah. don't sleep on the on the album reviews those things are freaking awesome we appreciate that i love <laughs> me some weird out <laughs> all right well we will see you guys next week on cartwright a seinfeld podcast Hey everybody, I'm Corey. And I'm Zach. And we're the hosts of Podcasting After Dark, a cast dedicated to late night horror and sci-fi of the 80s and 90s, often found on HBO and Cinemax. You know, the movies your parents didn't want you watching as a kid. You can find us every other week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, and Stitcher. This is what you want. This is what you get.